You are listening to episode 32 of The Lewis and Kyle Show with Ivan Yee. Pulled all night the night before to write an exam that I didn't study for. And then I like, you know, post and tweet the next day. I'm like trying to put together a sentence, string together a sentence to like write the whole post for the SNAP page. And then it's like blown up, blown up, blown up, right? I'm like, what is going on right now, right? And it just goes super, super viral like immediately. I'm like flabbergasted. I call my boys. I'm like, yo, you guys all need to come here right now. I'm having a life moment. Hello and welcome to The Lewis and Kyle Show, an interview podcast where Lewis and I are sharing tools for success in entrepreneurship, investing, self-education, and fitness through interviews with inspiring mentors. Ivan was a super fun guest to have on the show because he tells us his incredible story of how he wanted his dream job and was able to recruit the help of the YouTube channel Yes Theory to help make that a reality. He wanted to be an intern for the gaming and lifestyle company 100 Thieves and thought, you know, if I'm gonna make this happen, I'm gonna have to get creative. In the interview, we talk about how we got on the YouTube channel, what it was like working with the guys at Yes Theory, and we get into, you know, what happened from that experience. We also dive into some tips for networking in general and some of Ivan's thoughts about careers. I hope you all enjoy it. With that, I'm gonna cut right to it. Alrighty, Ivan, thank you so much for coming on with us. I'm super hyped to chat with you. What's up, what's up, guys? Uh, pleasure to have you on. Watched you on that yesterday video and said, you know what, I wanna hear the full story. How do you get on? What's he doing now? Like, where's the uh, behind the scenes? A huge yesterday fan and liked your energy in that video. Just wanted to learn a little bit more about the way you think and what's going on in your life. So quickly for the listeners, can you plug us in on where you are right now, kind of what you've done since that video came out and a little bit about your current situation? Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is Ivan Yi. I'm a recent grad from the University of Western Ontario here up here in Canada. Born and raised in Toronto, and that's where I am right now while figuring out what I want to do for my next role. Um, I'm a huge passion in the gaming creator and new media space. And after that whole yesterday adventure, that really solidified that's, that's where I want to be for the next short term of my life. And I'm um, currently looking at a couple opportunities that I've sourced from Twitter. So very exciting that I can speak on a bit bit later, but just happy to dive in and talk about yesterday opportunities that I've had in the past six months and what's what's the outlook hopefully of my life in the next three to five years. I don't know. I don't really plan that far ahead, but I, I got a, I got an idea of where I want to be. So definitely, man. Well, uh, episode nineteen was with uh, my APS history teacher talking about the pandemic, and he said no good historian projects more than six months in advance, you know, just because the world's that's, too that's uncertain. That's what I like to live by. Six and things change too much. So yeah. it's, the, it's the sweet spot. But like you're saying about the opportunities you sourced on Twitter, that's going to be a cool piece of this conversation when we get there, kind of your strategy and advice for Twitter for networking, because you kind of seem to have thought through that game a little bit. But let's, uh, let's start at the beginning. Like you said, you're very interested in this new media space, the gamer creator space. Who is 100 Thieves? Kind of what motivated you to work for them? What's your backstory with gaming, with that specific company? Because that's what the whole point of that video is about, was trying to get a job with that dream company. Yeah, for sure. So 100 Thieves is a gaming, media, and apparel brand. Started by an ex-pro Call of Duty player. His name is Matthew Haig, but he goes by Nate Shot. This guy, he's been creating content and competing in Call of Duty for like 10 years now. He retired like several years ago but ever since I was in like the seventh grade I've been following this guy because I'm a huge Call of Duty nerd I played a lot for like four years straight only game that I played and when I started watching competitive Call of Duty like this is one of the guys that was performing at the highest level and winning a lot and had a huge fan base and I'm like wow this guy's super cool like 
guy working full-time at McDonald's and trying to make this happen. And then he's gaining traction, making content on the internet, competing and getting money at playing video games at a very high level. I'm like, wow, this is an amazing story. Hopped onto that story, watched him for a lot. And then I kind of stopped playing Call of Duty and stopped playing video games for, in just like in middle high school, like, so, like people usually, you know, like as, as school picks up or, you know, you get a girlfriend or you get a job, like you, you just have less time for video games. But well, I've always kept in touch with, with the scene because I just thought it was super, super cool. And it was just an interest that I've had for all my life. And then basically this guy, Nate Shot, he continues competing, wins a bunch of money, gets a bunch of subscribers. Like, like I don't know, he's at three mil, whatever, right, right now. And he, he, he retires. And then he starts making content like a regular YouTuber, you know, making money. And then he goes and starts this company called 100 Thieves. And it's quickly gains traction. He gets like a lot of investments from like, reputable dudes like Dan Gilbert, owner of the Cavs, Scooter Braun, Drake. And then he raises a shit ton of money and he's like super prominent in the esports scene, scene again. And I'm like, yo, this company is literally the amalgamation of everything that I like in terms of like streetwear, esports slash gaming and like creator media stuff why am I not working for this guy? So that was around like last year, first semester. So around like October or September. And I'm like, man, I got to make something happen and I got to work with this guy. And ever since then, I've, I, I've been like obsessed with trying to, trying to get, get in. <laughs> At that point in your life, you're about a year older than me. So you're, you graduated school this past spring. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I, that I was graduated. in the, the fall of your senior year where you're kind of like, Correct. okay, I got to, I'm about to be out of the bubble of school and I need to get a job. And this is perfect company, perfect environment, combination of all my interests. So what are some avenues you tried uh, for getting in, getting in, getting a job, getting an internship? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So as a like typical business kid, like most of my peers or most of the people like just at, at business school, like the most prestigious jobs are like, you know, finance or uh, some tech jobs or consulting jobs, like right out of grad trying to make that quick money or, or big money rather. And the way the, a lot of those methods are very streamlined in the sense where you either cold email, reach out on LinkedIn, go get an interview or attend a, attend a, attend a recruiting session and go through that entire process. And that's, that's like the, like the SOP or like the standard order procedure that all the business kids are, are pushed down. So naturally I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go on LinkedIn. I'm gonna find the emails of all these people and just try to reach out, um, see if they have job postings, you know, turn on job alerts and do all that. And I tried that for like a month, nothing, right? Nothing at all. I like, I, I'm like hounding every single person on LinkedIn, like getting very, very little traction. I'm like, man, this is not gonna work, right? Like these guys are not your traditional, you know, finance boutique or something. They're, they're not actively recruiting grads in, in at business schools. Like how am I gonna get in touch with them? So I'm like, okay, a lot of these guys are gamers. A lot of these guys have a huge online presence that is not LinkedIn. So why don't I tr like go to where they spend most of their attention um, on a day-to-day -day basis outside of work, which is either a YouTube, B Twitch, or C Twitter, right? And I really landed on Twitter because a, I mean, I have no presence on YouTube. I, I, I don't have any subscribers. No, 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 um, no clout. Okay. Sure. Uh, B, I don't stream. I don't know how to stream. But see, like Twitter, anybody can really create a presence on Twitter by adding value to to an audience or just, just interacting with people that you want to reach out to. So I'm like, okay, Twitter is the way to go. And I started chipping away and I started seeing some traction there. All right. So at what point, you know, so you, you realize that, you know, there's no well-charted path. If we're going to get into the third door by Alex Manan a little bit on, you know, there's no clear first door for 
well-charted path to getting a job at a brand new company that's whole value prop is not being a traditional company. There's no pipeline. There's no interviews that lead to internships that lead to jobs and a steady four-year cycle of people retiring and needing to hire. There's not that standard business cycle. So what happened once you tried using Twitter? Were you successful there? Or at what point do you think you need to recruit help from another organization? Yeah. So I found a little bit of success, right? Like I, I didn't really have a streamlined way uh, at first. I'm like, Hey, I just want to build a presence and, and like try to get a bit of attention and see if that works before like thinking of something else. So I looked up like the most active people on Twitter at the org, right? I, there's this one guy, he was like a uh, investor in the org and I, he tweeted a lot about the industry and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, every, I'm going to turn on tweet notifications for this guy. Every single time he tweets something like insightful that I think I have an opinion on or I can add value to, I'm going to shoot a reply and say some shit that adds value to his like 30K followers. And hopefully he like likes it or notices it. And it's like, oh yeah, but like, like let, let me interact with this guy because he has a good point, right? So I saw a little bit of traction from that. I try to like take that from a public angle and like transition into DMs. And like, I found a little bit of success, but I didn't, at, at that rate, I'm like, man, like this is a lot of, a lot of work. How do I get more attention on me, right? This is, I, I felt like I was climbing up whole battle where I'm like, like chipping away at attention where like everybody, everybody was replying to this guy's tweets or like um, these people's tweets, right? Like I'm just a guy with like, 20, 30 followers, like I'm, I'm a nobody, right? Uh, how do I really add value to this guy? So I thought of an idea, I'm like, man, I'm, I might as well just like full send it and like try to make something viral. I didn't know what that was. So I proposed a cha challenge to myself that, that I wanted to chip away on. I dubbed it like a hundred days to hundred thieves challenge where oh, I'd spend a cool. hundred. Yeah, I'd spend like a hundred days and not necessarily every single day I'd put out content, but within a hundred day period, I was gonna set the goal to get a meeting with a hundred thieves. And the point of the challenge was that I was going to go on Twitter and I was going to put out content. I was going to try to, you know, interview people in the scene that are related to hundred thieves, like esports, maybe streetwear and media and try to get some insights, write some media, medium articles, do some other viral videos and breakdowns and stuff, be active on the Reddit and do all that and just put it all on Twitter. And hopefully I'll cultivate an audience and one piece of content might hit and I'll get the attention. Right. So I started chipping away at that. At what yeah, point in the story are you, do you see this yes theory, like Instagram highlight? Is that what it was? Like an Instagram story where they're like, send us or email us your story and, and we want to help you. Like, is yeah. that earlier on in this hundred days? Is that before or after? So or is, yeah. It's great that you mentioned that because it's crazy. I, when I, when I like, when I was like, okay, literally there was a point where I'm like, this shit isn't working. Like me just <laughs> replying to people's <laughs> tweets is not working. Although I, I feel like it will work, right? Like I'm adding value, but like, it's not working fast enough for me. So I like one night after the shower, I forget what triggered this that thought, but I just started writing down this, like this plan. And I'm like, wow, this is like, I'm a genius, man. This is going to work. Right. Yeah. And like, I'm like plan it all out and like write it down. And like literally two days later, yesterday puts out that post. Right. And what's the post. So I've, I've missed this piece of the story. Yeah, no, um, so Amar goes on his Instagram. Amar is one of the guys from Yes Theories, and he's like, yo, we want to help a subscriber land their dream job, right? <laughs> so I'm like, wait, what is the universe saying right now, right? I'm like, what, what is going on? Like, this is a law of attraction or whatever, because I wrote this down. I don't know some voodoo shit. So he's like, yo, we're going to help a subscriber land their dream job. Just email us, pitch us, and say, he didn't even say pitch, just email us and, and, and tell us why you th what your dream job is, where you're located, why you think you're the best fit for this job? And if you haven't applied for this job yet, why not, right? And I'm like, yo, this is sick. But a bit of backstory, I remember telling you guys uh, in our initial call. So I've actually had a touch point with Yes Theory before this, two years back. So 
it doesn't it didn't really contribute i mean it kind of did but okay let me let me just jump into it. pretty much two years ago uh young business kid you know trying to trying to just hustle and you know be a keener i was part of this conference business conference at our school so we were inviting speakers to talk and it was about entrepreneurship and then we invited this guy from shopify to come talk shopify is like the biggest Canadian com- tech company, like it's like Canada's Google, if you want to say. At the time, this guy, we invited this guy. He was like a senior sales dude at Shopify, right? Like really, we really wanted to come him and come in and just give us some like lessons of like early career and stuff like that. And this guy came in. Um, I was in charge of like introducing him and like like being his guy like throughout the whole day. He's like, "Yo, I'm actually quitting Shopify." Nice. In like in like a week, and I'm about to move to LA and manage these guys called Yes Theory. So I'm okay. like, I'm like, okay, I've never heard of yesterday before, like whatever, right? And then I, I went home after that and like searched them up. They're at 700K at the time, right? But this guy ended up being Zach. So he's the manager of yesterday currently. And he told his story. He's like, yo, do you still want me to talk about Shopify? I mean, like, I'm quitting. I'm like, yo, talk about whatever you want, man. And then he, he just went in, he talked about his time at Shopify. He talked about why he's making the jump from a really high paying job on like doing like, putting that all behind him and like making the jump and doing like and starting a company in LA like with no network and anything like that and just taking the dive I'm like wow this is inspiring this is so sick right so he ends up making the jump I keep in contact with this guy for a while I end up I was so inspired by his story I ended up writing like a medium article about him like did, did a little interview and then like he's helped me loosely ever since then and that was two years ago and then when this opportunity with yesterday came up I'm like yo Zach this is insane because he always preaches about like law of attraction because he had a Do you crazy want to find story that too. for us for the people who aren't familiar with it law of attraction define it yeah for sure so i'm not honestly i'm not too too familiar with it but i think what it is the basic that, idea obviously it's not yeah. scientific yeah it's like we're getting into the quantum realm 10 minutes in here but no quantum realm bro no like when you put something into the universe by like writing it down or telling somebody like an idea it's more likely to happen whether that be like it's accountability because you told somebody or you shared your idea or whatnot. If you like tell somebody it's more likely to happen. If you write it down, it's more likely to happen because it's, I don't know. It, it, it's just, it's just through that. Right. And Zach really believed in this. And I, I'll remember he put a story out like one day and he's like, yo, this law of attraction shit is crazy because yesterday night, me and my like, and one of the yesterday guys we were talking about it and then i wrote down all my goals for like whatever just law of attraction haha right and his top goal was like have scooter Braun mentor me and then the next day scooter Braun responds to like their email that they've been trying to reach out to him for like like months and he got a meeting with them right and then he's like literally like it was crazy it was like that story was so funny because like he put the story up the night before about saying writing his goals down and he like he like like took the camera and like put it over his goals and then like nothing happened, right? And then the next day he's like, yo, this happened, right? So it was just like, it was just insane. So I like when, when that opportunity with yesterday came up with the story, I'm like, yo, Zach, I know you always talk about law of attraction or like you've talked about it before. And like, this is like funny. Now it's my <laughs> turn. <laughs> I, yeah, I, like, I literally wrote this down, right? So I didn't even ask him, I'm like, yo, don't, don't like, I, I didn't ask him to plug me, right? I, I didn't feel right. I was like, like, I just want you to look at this and see what you think, right? Like, I'm not asking for you to like, like send this yesterday boys, tell them to pick me or whatever. I'm like, yo, just look at this. And then I type out my whole plan, right? And he's like, oh, this is pretty sick, right? You put some thought into this. Let me forward to the boys and see what they think. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm so grateful, right? That's awesome. Like if you forward to them, you're their manager, they're probably gonna see it. I don't know if they'll pick me, but whatever, right? So that happens. 
two months later passed by nothing no response from yesterday i'm like still planning this thing by myself i have a bunch of content like like piled up i'm like ready to launch it uh, and put it all on twitter right and do the start the 100 days then yesterday hits me up they're like ivan are you still i still you still want to do this well back <laughs> up like, a second yeah what happened do you get an email just get a cold call from I, I saw one video where they threw a party for a subscriber in like uh, seattle and they just facetime they just yeah. you know you put your email your phone number on the email uh and they just hit you with a facetime and the kid oh, answered on, on the toilet <laughs> how did, how did they reach out to you that. that would have been sick um no it was through an email um okay but it's funny because I, I was with my i was with my boy at his house like nice christmas dinner with his family right and then i just get oh, this geez. email and i start screaming right and it's like <laughs> mom dad grandpa was there around the t-. and they're like what was this guy like what was this guy what was he oh. I, I'm like, <laughs> I, 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 I co-invited him like <laughs> right and i couldn't say anything because like i was just so in sleep so in shock i i initially thought it was like i i subscribed to like their email newsletter and i just thought it was their email newsletter because like it, it's matt that usually sends it out and i, I got like email from matt i was like oh yes sir another another like another you know another newsletter. false flag. No, it, yeah. but it said like dream job application right i'm like wait i think i applied to that like two months ago <laughs> and then so that was an amazing moment i'll never forget that and I remember like the next day I DM Zach. So like, what does the email say? Man, it, it was, it was a, it was a very like chill email. It was like, Hey, Ivan, we'd like to make this happen potentially. So it wasn't hundred percent, but they seemed pretty set on it. He's like, yo, um, are you still interested? I, that, that's, that's how he ended the email. Right. And I'm like, duh, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> right. So that happened. And the day after I, I, I messaged Zach, I'm like, dude, I don't know what you did behind the scenes, but thank you. Like, like literally thank you. Like, I, I, I don't know what to say. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, okay, you're, you're joshing me. Like, like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Right. And he's like, oh, the job application. I literally forgot to forward your email like months ago. Like, I, like, like, well, I'm like, I dropped the ball, bro. My bad. I'm like, are you lying? Like, 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 stop, like, stop, like he, he jokes like that. Right. I'm like, you're, you're lying. Right. Like, there's no way. And he's like, no, like your email is just really, really good. And, and like, never to this day, I don't know. I don't know if I believe him. Like, let's say like, he didn't but man it, it it was insane i guess they didn't really expect like even in the video they said like oh they got a lot of emails with cool dreams and stuff but i really had like a plan that i put together that i wanted to do that i was actually act- actively executing and whether or not he forwarded the email or not and he's like yeah like i i, I didn't want to forward the email because like if, if i did like they might be less likely to choose you because like you're like oh it's one of zach's boys right like whatever right but I think that you one much. of my favorite parts of the video is actually in reference to you having, you know, put some put some rubber on the road in terms of trying to get to 100 thieves. And right. and they, they say it in an analogy, they say, like, when you're, when you're stuck on the side of the road, and you're just trying to flag people down, like, it's very difficult to get someone to pull over, but you start right. pushing your car, you put it in neutral, people are going to start pulling over left and right to help you out. And, you know, that's something that I applaud you for is you had to have made that plan. You had to have known what you wanted. You had to have written this plan out. Like we already talked about your hundred day plan that you had to a hundred deeds, you know? It's like, if you hadn't put that initiative in, none of this would have ever happened for you. So that's amazing. Yeah, no, and for sure I've experienced, like I've felt that through the entire journey, right? Like um, I'm jumping a little bit ahead here, but like when, when I put that tweet out, it's it's the same concept, right? And like I really started to understand that, like the the viral job app tweet. Like yeah, everybody's yeah. like, hey, like we'll offer you a job, like like let me know if I can help or anything like that. I'm like, wow, either people are really really nice, 
and they love me or something like that. I don't know what happened or, or just like, they, they just saw a kid that's like, like trying to do something and, and he's actually doing it. So like they want to help, which is, which is amazing. And I mean, throughout your career and like, I mean, I'm, I haven't even started my career, right. But just like early career, like as a student reaching out to like people and saying like, Hey, I'm really interested in this. This is what I've done so far. Right. By telling them that like, Oh, you're actively working towards something like people just want to help you more. And I think, I think that's amazing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So we did get off there, but let's bring it right back. Yeah. You've, you've got me hooked in the middle of the story and I want to, <laughs> I want to keep going. For sure. Uh, hopefully listeners feel the same way. So they say, yes, you reply to the email. Yes, of course. I still want the job. I'm not working at a hundred thieves. Your yes theory. I'm Ivan. Let's, let's, let's do some business. That's, that's, I write plot summaries in one sentence. And that was my plot summary. <laughs> what happens? So like fly out to LA, you you respond to the email, you, you have your Christmas day. Where yeah, are we at now? So we confirmed things in February. They're like, Hey, we'll fly you out, um, put you in Airbnb for a week. And then like, we'll come here and make, make things happen. It wasn't too much of a plan, right? I, like the goal was just to make a viral job application or make, make, make the world's greatest job application. We didn't even think about going viral yet. Right. So like no plan. We jumped, like the goal was to get to hundred thieves, but there's no plan to get there yet. But so I hop on a plane, I get there, I meet all the boys. It was amazing. Like these guys are like my favorite create, one of my favorite creators and just meeting them in real life and getting to shoot the shit with them. Like just, just talk and like, you know, get to know them better. Like they're exactly like how they are on camera. They're just so down to earth and amazing. And we immediately start brainstorming and talking about like the plan. Right. And we talked about my idea like earlier about the hundred day thing. Right. And using Twitter as, as a thing. And like, they really like that. So we settled on like, I, I think, I think we talked about like, I don't know. I've seen on LinkedIn, like before, like some guy buying like a billboard and then saying like, Hey, I'm, not i'm unemployed but here's my resume right like i spent my last 700 i don't know if that's true he's like this guy spent his last spent his last like 700 bucks on a billboard or something like that and then he got like a, like a thousand like like emails and i'm like why don't we do something like that but like on twitter you know what i mean like something like very big viral like in your face thing and they're like okay yeah that's cool right so we kind of settled on that and then they're like yo we want you to meet this guy um we think he's like the perfect perfect like thing for you to like just get advice from right now like just 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 to, to like bounce ideas off and then we went to alex the ninth that's nuts yeah yeah so pretty much like alex for the listeners i don't know like he's an author of this amazing book called third door and he pretty much like summary of the book like he wanted to write a book where he interviewed like the most successful people in the world like bill gates lady gaga you know like uh, steven spielberg all, all these guys and pretty much the book transformed into a three year or I think it was a three or four year journey of him just hustling and trying to get these interviews. It was it, like the book isn't even a collection of interviews. The book's book is literally a story of his three years of like ups and downs and miseries and highs and lows of just trying to make this happen. Right. And like definition of hustling, we meet him. He tells me a story. He like, I tell him my story and he's like, yo, that's sick we can definitely make this happen. Right. And he's like, yo, read these chapters in my book and like do a bunch of work, like pull all nighter and like, like no, like get to know Nate shot the CEO of the company better than his girlfriend by the end of tomorrow. I'm like, you know, fuck you. I'm doing, I'm doing it. Let's go. Right. Real quick. I want to, I want to interject a small piece of this story real quick. Yeah. So that, that book's a little bit more significant for this episode of this podcast. than you might realize because so Kyle and I in episode four share the five books that shaped us. I shared my five favorite books. Kyle shared his five favorite books. And one of those books was that Kyle shared was The Third Door by Alex Binet. And Kyle's been telling me to read it for years. And then I guess that episode was the time that it finally clicked that I should read it. So I went out that weekend, bought the book, read the whole thing, 
in one sitting as you did and as everyone who I've recommended the book to has read. And then obviously as one does follow Alex on Twitter and LinkedIn and everywhere else. And then I don't, I'm not a big YouTube guy. I mean, I enjoy it. I put videos on there, but I try not to use it because it's too much fun and I've spent way too much time on there. Uh, so I follow Alex Benayan on LinkedIn and I see him because, you know, he's a dream guest of Kyle and I's for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I try to, as you've been doing, interact with his content on LinkedIn, share it, promote it, add interesting comments. And I saw, that's where I saw the video of you. He said, check out this awesome project I worked on where we helped the subscriber from Yes Theory get their job. I'm like, I love Alex. I love Yes Theory. Let me watch this. I saw right. that video of you from Alex's LinkedIn only because I had read that book. And then since I'd watched the video, loved your story, reached out to you. We're only here today having this conversation because of that book. So I just felt like that oh, was a necessary baby. piece of the story. To oh, us. This good. That's awesome. Only because I saw Alex on LinkedIn because Kyle on episode four told me to read that book. Are we yeah. meeting, having this conversation, learning from you? So I only read that book because of Ali Abdal's video on YouTube. <laughs> I brought it on my iPhone, read it in one sitting. That guy's awesome too. Yeah, it, that, that book is just insane. Disclaimer, like none of us are sponsored by him. Like we just love the book so much. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's just so relatable to us as students that are just trying to like hustle and like do all that jazz, right? Because it's like our definition of hustling is like, at least for me, like at least like, like a year ago or like during my undergrad career, it's like, oh, just go reach out to people on LinkedIn, add value, you know, do all that. And I still do that to this day. But reading Alex's story when he was a student, as a student, and seeing him do everything that we did, but literally on steroids and then on crack and then like on any, every single like, like enhancement drug. It's just on insane. high-fi mud. And uh, yeah, all, <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but in three years for, for him to do all that and to see the struggle was just so relatable. It wasn't like your typical book preaching to do this, do that. It was like, yo, this guy like crawled through the mud and he, I mean, he, he didn't come from nothing, but he didn't come from like everything. And it was just so relatable. So let's say you spent, you know, an hour a week on your job search, networking, creating opportunities for yourself, right? Like what if you could spend the hour a week doing what everyone else is doing, cold DMs on LinkedIn, cold emails, trying to get coffee with people in your industry, reading a book or two, or you could spend that same amount of time doing something unconventional, putting yourself on YouTube, writing articles on medium. Like it's the same amount of effort, but being different is just going to give you such a disproportionate. I mean, by being different, you're going to be different. And that's the only, like, you're going to get people's attention in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good sidebar, a little bit there, but you were recommended to read The Third Door, which we all love, by Alex himself. So you read it. You pull your all-nighter. You learn pull your all-nighter, every, yeah. everything about book, Nade Shot. You're, you're at the Yes Theory compound. What do you do next? Learned all about Nade Shot. What happens? Yeah, I'm like super low on sleep. And then I, I do a, like, a little presentation to the guys. I'm like, okay, this is what I know. Like, it was fun too, because like I was rewatching a lot of old videos with, with Tibbets. I'm like, I remember watching this like six years ago. This is crazy. Right? And then I, I just tell the SU boys, okay, this is like everything about this guy. Here's what I think like the facts that we can put in the video or like little tidbits that we put in the video that he'd appreciate and things that he might value and I think think is important. And then we start hammering out the script, right? And then I work alongside with them. I'm like, we should put this in, this this fact and that fact and it's just more relatable and like shows him that I'm actually a fan and that I'm actually, you know, been following his journey for a long time. And then we slap together this great script um, with all these tidbits and, and like a pitch pretty much of myself to him, right? And then we ended up filming the video. That was an amazing process. Like world-class guys, their, their team is amazing. Yes, theory, right? They, they, everything that I wanted to do in a video, they just amplified it and made it so good. 
Um, and we'll, we'll link to that. If you haven't paused this already to watch the Yes Fury video, we'll put that whole thing here. It's a great companion to this episode. I actually know what we're talking about. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And then we were supposed to release the video on my Twitter, like during the same week. But the the 100 Thieves team, we found out they were in like Paris for like Paris Fashion Week or doing something. And they wouldn't be back until like the, the week after. So yeah, so it was like, hey, why don't you go home, make this go viral, <laughs> or like post it on Twitter when you're at home. And then once it blows up, hopefully, we'll, we'll bring you back here and we'll get a meeting and we'll figure everything out and get you signed and like finish the whole story, right? So I end up going home and I'm like, okay, it's time to make this go viral, baby, right? And little precursor to this, yesterday we didn't want to, like while this whole story was panning out online, yesterday we didn't want to put their name attached to it. They just wanted, they wanted to step into the picture at the very end when maybe when I got that uh, meeting with the 100 Thieves or like whatever and be like, hey, like, by the way, like, we, were, we, we helped this guy too, right? But they wanted to show or tell a story by saying that like, hey, if you have an idea for your, a great job or like if you have a dream job, right? Just go get, get a group of friends, like create something great and add value to the company and like, yo, anybody can do it. Here's like a kid who had an idea and we helped him by giving him that little push and give him the right resources to, to do this. Anybody can do this as well. Obviously, I, I don't want to discount the fact that th this is yesterday helping me, the, like, like the best in the world, right? The, like, just admit, like I, I'm still so grateful to the end of the day. But yeah, but they didn't yeah. want to put their clout behind it at the very beginning and no, then it just all them. Yeah. It had to be it, about yeah, you. I think that's what you exactly. No, you, you, yeah. you said it in a better way. No, for sure. It's like they could have easily been like, hey, at 100 Thieves, like we know Scooter Braun, you're, Scooter Braun's co owner. We vouch <laughs> yeah. for this guy. Zach knows this guy, like from two years ago hustling for him like a minute for a minute just, just hire him right and then like pro pro probably i would have at least gotten a meeting or a reference or like something right because like you know they just know each other but then they're like nah we don't want to do that obviously we need to make a video so we're not going to do that <laughs> um <laughs> a short so, video yeah that'd be a two minute video oh yeah by the way you know our friend ivan yeah go hire him okay done no so pretty much i went home i'm like okay how do i make this go viral right i'm like okay i have the six-step plan i'm gonna do post it on Twitter, right? And then immediately get like 30 friends of my closest friends to retweet it and like, you know, like it to get the snowball rolling, just to get it, get it circling around the different networks, right? And then I was gonna make a post on the S3 uh, Facebook group. They have like a group of 100K-ish members. It's like the thousand true friends. And I was gonna post and say like, hey, I have this thing, would love to make my dream come true. And 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 like, would love if you guys would support it, right? So that would have gotten- in the pitch, right? Like, yeah. there's no evidence that Yes Theory is your camera crew or anything. Like, it's just you. No. Yeah, so none you could have just been to the a thousand true fans in that Facebook group. You're just a super go-getting fan of Yes I'm Theory. Just, I'm just like, yes hey fan guys, group. you're yeah. just a Yes fan. I went out and made this video with my own resources. Like, can you help me share it to get the attention of Nate Shot? Yeah, yeah. So there's it still no funny, evidence but... of Yes Theory at this point. Yeah, it's funny because like I remember, I remember like a little anecdote. Like the boys are like, "Yo." Should we, in the very last scene of the video, like, like everybody's like lifting me up saying like, screaming, hi Ivan, hi Ivan. And they're like, yo, should we just like low key, like blend into the crowd right there? Yeah, and, just, like, yes, there the happens to be the extras like, you found oh. that day. Yeah, like, nah, no, don't, like just in case, like, you know, someone's gonna watch and be like, oh, is that yesterday? Like, okay, but I, I thought that, was, that would be pretty funny. But no, like, yeah, no touch point whatsoever at that point. So I was gonna do that. And then I was gonna like post to my Facebook, LinkedIn, like Instagram, like just my extended network to see if they would reshare it. And then I was going to like poster on like Reddit 
on like the League of Legends Reddit and like the like Hundred Thieves Reddit to like just just to get a lot of traction, right? So all I did was post on Instagram or sorry Twitter and got my friends to reshare it. And I'm like typing up all my other posts, right? Like my email to Nate shot, like like the post for hundred feet, like the yes damn page. And then this thing just starts exploding. Step exploding, one exploding, good exploding. enough. And I'm like, I'm still I, at this point, like I'm, I'm running on, like, by the way, I'm running on zero sleep because I had to like defer two exams to go to LA, right? I told, I told my, I, I told them I was sick, whatever. And then- Have some third door right there too. Pulled the, pull the all night. Yeah, literally like the, <laughs> that, that guy, but pulled the all night the night before to write an exam that I didn't study for. And then I like, you know, post the tweet the next day. I'm like trying to put together a sentence, string together a sentence to like write the whole post for the SNAP page. And then it's like blown up, blown up, blown up, right? I'm like, what is going on right now, right? And it just goes super, super viral like immediately. I'm like flabbergasted. I call my boys. I'm like, yo, you guys all need to come here right now. I'm having a life moment. And they all, all Ubered over right away. They're like, yo, Ivan, what the hell is going on? Like, what? Like, we all just sat in the room, like my small, you know, college room. They're like, yo, what is going on? <laughs> so Nayshot responds, the CEO, in like an hour saying like, yo, I'm on a plane right now. I'm going to watch this as soon as I land. We'll get in touch. And I'm like, bro, what? And through that, like, I'm like, man, I, I, know, I don't have a job yet, but this is crazy, right? Like the feelings that I'm feeling right now, I'll never forget for the rest of my life. And I'm getting like offers from DMs from other companies and stuff and people that are like, yo, like we support you. Like, let me know. Like the people that I look up to in the industry and like beyond that are like, hey, if you need help, I'll help you. Like, just, just reach out, right? I'm like, wait, this is crazy. Like I've been watching these guys for years and I've been following them on Twitter and like looking up to them and now like, like they're all like, yo, we want to help you. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> why, right? <laughs> so that was super, super cool. And uh, man, like it, it's... I don't know if I can ever recreate that viral moment. It was just, it was just amazing. And yeah, at the same time, I'm talking yesterday, like, wow, this is insane. Like, like what is going on right now? They're super, super stoked. Like Alex called me, he's like, yo, what the hell, you know? So that was, that was awesome. What happens when he lands and eventually watches the video himself? I guess he just watches the video. He, he himself doesn't get back to me. I mean, he, he's a talent streamer and does a lot of things, but eventually someone from 100 Thieves reaches out and this, it's funny because this guy I've been get, trying to get in contact with for a minute too, one of the main guys. And we ended up chatting and having some conversations over Zoom uh, like three or four times and just talking about like, hey, like, like what, what's going on here? Like, like sick video. What do you want to do at 100 Thieves? Pretty much really great conversations and super smart guy. Team's great. And I got to learn a lot more internally from them. And then pretty much, I think like three weeks online, ready to jump the gun and get me signed and like start the role and then that's around the time when the pandemic hit when the nba shut down and things started to like go on pause for a bit and then at the time I'm like hey for sure an intern is the last thing you're thinking about right now like let's let's slow this down and like you guys are probably all going to work from home and doing all that jazz um every everybody's trying to figure figure their life out so let's let's like let's let's chill for a bit right and then as things panned out canadian trump he put a hold on visas for a bit. Obviously they didn't want people coming across the border. And then that was on pause for a bit. And then visas were shut down for the rest of the year, like in mid June or July, I'm not sure, like one of these months. And effectively, like, I, I was talking to 100 Thieves throughout this entire process. They're like, yeah, that's tough because we need a visa to hire you legally, obviously, um, as a big company. We can't just do some like, you know, under the table stuff. So. Unfortunately, that opportunity is on pause for right now, but it's still, it's still cool because I'm still talking to them like 
like, I, I hit this guy's line and then I, I can get a conversation going with them, like just checking and stuff. And that op is still on the table. When I, when, when am I going to LA and doing that op? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's been like, that's been interesting. But throughout this whole process, although I, I'm not in LA this summer, I've gotten so much out of it and it's helped me so much in my early career and I'll continue reaping the benefits for, for, I don't know, like times to come. That, yeah. That's an, an incredible story. And I really enjoyed hearing the full video. Yes, there does a great job of keeping it kind of like Vine, you know, and David Dobrik, who we'll talk about where they, they make their whole videos pretty engaging the whole way through and leave out okay. some of those details. And I really appreciated hearing them. So what happens when Yes Theory does publish that video? So I checked before this, they got 923,000 views on the video about your video. I don't know how many views your video itself has, but what happened when that came out a few weeks ago? Right. So initially, obviously the tweet when everything went viral, I got so much, so much attention and I, I didn't cash in too much on the tension, right? I, I wanted to keep things like one-on-one with a hundred thieves. I didn't want to be like, Hey, I'm talking to all these other companies too. When I made a job application for your company, I just, in hindsight, maybe I could have done that, but I no, like, like obviously <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to do that. So that was cool. And then when the pandemic hit, everything slowed down a bit, but then yesterday I ended up pub- pub- publishing the video like a couple months later, and I gave another whole round of attention and virality to it. And people saw the behind the scenes video. They're like, wow, this is a crazy story. This is awesome. Right. And I got a whole lot other attention and for people to see the entire behind the scenes and like the whole, whole story behind it was very cool. And I had just a lot of people reach out to me um, saying like, wow, this is awesome. Let's, let, let's talk about it. Right. Like let's, 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 let's see what happened. Like, let's see where I can help you. Right. Like we know you're, we know you're employed. <laughs> so, and, and you're like, you know, just seeing from what like you've done in the video, like you seem like a guy that wants to hustle and do, do stuff. So like, let, let, let's talk. So these are people in the industry, like other gamers, media yeah, brands, yeah. like in that space. Yeah. A lot of cool people reach out on DM. And even, even now, like I have the tweet pinned because I just like call me a cloud chaser or whatever, but like it, it summarizes my story to people that I'm reaching out to at least in one tweet and, or in one video. Like I, I can't, I'm telling my story right now, but yesterday does an amazing, hell of a job telling my story way better than I can in that like amazing, like world-class produced video um, on their channel. So obviously I'm gonna have it pinned and just having that there makes people curious, like, hey, like that's that's sick. Like what this guy's story, like what is he up to now? Like what does he want to do? What, what's the next, you know, six months looking like for this guy? Like how can I help or like how how, uh, how can we collab or do some something, right? So from what I said, like, although I didn't get the job with 100 Thieves, right? Like this whole op, and all this whole story that I have for myself, I'll keep the rest of my life mm-hmm. and will be something that I'll be able to tell to, to somebody that, you know, that I just want to talk to or that, you know, I want to make something happen with. So how significantly on a scale of one to 10, do you think this experience has changed your life? Dude, great question. Definitely a 10. It's, <laughs> it's like in, in a lot of ways. Right. And also in one way where it, it really got me out of my shell of, of having like an online presence. I'm still not the best at this, right? And like, I, there, there's like, I look up so much to YouTubers and people that put themselves out there and create content and do stuff because they, it's, it's, it's a lot of work to create a platform and, you know, go under the scrutiny of like public light, right? And being scared of like, hey, like, you know, like people are gonna judge me regardless of what I put out, right? And like, I'm seeing this as a person that has started to use Twitter a little bit more. And I'm not even like doing the TikToks. I'm not even doing the YouTube right now. I'm not even like putting my full self out there. I'm just putting out text, right? Like, like for now on Twitter, right? But it's really showed me the power um, firsthand of what it's like to put yourself out there 
and to learn in public and to, you know, like try to make things happen in public. And because I've witnessed that and, and sat through an insane experience through that, right? It's, I, I know for the rest of my life or my career that that was what I'm going to strive to do because of the results that I've gotten from this one experience. Absolutely love that answer. Learning in public, that's huge. I, that's a lot of our goal with this podcast is, you know, we learn from these conversations. Hopefully whoever's listening picks up from them. And that's a huge way to just get more value out of the activities that you're already doing is being, if you're willing to share them. So incredible story. Again, so, so glad you shared it with us. And I want to kind of get a little bit more reflective. Is that a word appropriately here about what kind of the takeaways that you want to share from it are. So let's do a little segment now on how you have learned to use Twitter for networking, a little bit of like action packed tips for people. Uh, the advantages of Twitter for networking, when to use that, when to use LinkedIn uh, and some strategies. Yeah. So personally, like I've been using LinkedIn for, you know, all my undergrad career and it's been good to, you know, do the cold reach outs, right? Like the, the internal DMs um, one-on-one and like connecting with people that, that, that you're not connecting with and sending a message and stuff. But Twitter is literally a whole nother game where like, like you said, learning in public is the perfect place to do on Twitter and taking that and moving into the DMs and trying to make things happen while, while you're learning in public is great. I just find on LinkedIn that it's like, it's harder to be your authentic self on LinkedIn. I'm sure a lot of people do this, but it's just tough when everybody is, I'm not like, uh, I don't want to shit on people on LinkedIn, but like, everyone's just, buttoned up. Just, A, everyone's buttoned up, but B, everybody's like, oh my God, I did this, right? And they do this entire thread with like, that and they hit the entry key like 50 million times and like it's a story about like how i did this and like why i made amazing hire and just it's all boost right this reminds me sure of that meme that's like it's like your instagram profile picture your twitter profile picture like, <laughs> linkedin it's like know. you're all the way buttoned up like looking yeah for- dude yeah, yeah. yeah dude it's i'm sure a lot of it is valid right a lot of founders and a lot of people like you know doing cool stuff like yeah like they, they've done these things right which is awesome but it's i don't know it, I, I feel like it glorifies like like people that want to become like thought boys and people that want to want to become like you know or that, that just want to like a thought boy it's it's like, like term where people are like oh like this is principle that I, I i stand by and then like this is an example of me doing it and then like there's always a call to action and it's like agree or like what do you think right and then people like it's for like interaction in the comments and stuff and it's like it's it's it doesn't feel authentic to me right it's it's like you're boosting yourself and you're talking about all these cool things which is i'm sure it's valid right if you do do cool things do it right but it's it, it the culture on linkedin just promotes that and i don't think it's authentic especially for like young people like us that you, like we, I, I don't know, man. P- people like that are like thirty or like forty, right? Like uh, deep in the careers that I post that. I'm sure maybe that's how how, how you want to live. But we're young, like we're we're Gen Z, right? We we like to fool around. Like we like the way I I view business is a lot different now on Twitter. Um, seeing the people the the people that I looked up to and like how they talk like regularly on Twitter, how they're the regular selves and how like their their own personalities on Twitter while like doing crazy things as well is just it's it's so different right and i want to interact with people in the most authentic way possible right like i don't think there should be obviously there should be like a, a barrier between or like you know like a, a line drawn between like doing business and like your personal life and all that but it's like man i don't want it to be like day and night right like obviously if you're doing business you have to speak more professionally and not you know like just 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 and not say like stupid stuff right when you're in meetings but at the same time, right? Like, I don't want it to be like, oh, this is like like that meme, right? Where this is me on Instagram, you know, like 
like partying with my boys, doing all this stuff. And then like, this is my persona on LinkedIn, right? Like, oh, he's, he's working in the bank. He's doing all these, these, these uh, professional things, right? I just wanted to be like, my life is, is work, is play, is like my interests, right? And I think there's a way to combine it and show your true self. And that's on Twitter. That's great. What are some of the specific strategies that you've been using? So I know you say, yeah, the deep, you try to break, make it personal, right? So you contribute in public and then you form a more deep conversation in, in the DMs or you have the notification set for certain people. What are some of those like things that people listening can go out and try for themselves? For sure. So for the longest time, and, and it's, it's worked countless of times for me, right, is let's say like there's some people that you want to really want to have a conversation with on, on, on Twitter, right? And you could DM them and they might see it, right? They, they might be like, oh, like, like for sure, this guy's a cool story. You want to reach out. But it's, it's tough because I know a lot of these people, a lot of people look up to them and they probably get a bunch of DM requests like every single day. Like what makes me stand out? Like what makes this guy want to help me, right? Like what have I done for this guy? For him to help me like what value have i added to his life like i'm a nobody to him or her right so what i've done is that like or tried to do is that whenever people tweet about something like insightful like like have have like I, I, putting content on their twitter i try to add value to that so i'll give an example like someone's talking about something in gaming right like uh, maybe a deal that's happening in gaming i like share my thoughts on it right as well in in my own person in my own you know like not not like the sucking up sucking up to them but like in my own personal way to get you know a conversation going, adding value to the followers by like giving my opinion on something that they want to like have discussion about. And then hopefully they get attention on that. Hopefully there's a conversation built around that. Right. And then to show that I can add value to this guy and then bringing that DM to saying like, Hey, like we, like we love, we talked about this in public. This is awesome. I know what you're building. And there's more of a connection formed when you're adding value to someone and, and, and your initial, your, your like main goal is just to be like, Hey, well, how can I help this guy? Right. Not, not like on LinkedIn, it's all like, yo, take, 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 right? It's like, oh, here's my story. You know, like I'm a, I'm a grad looking to break into this. Like, can I get your thoughts, right? Or can I help you, right? And it's like, yeah, like there's people out there that are very great and just want to help people. But it's like, let's say if someone reached out to you, I like to use an analogy, like to the university that you're going to, like, hey, I'm thinking about going to this university, right? Can you help me? But if someone else is like, hey, I've done all this research, I've done a campus tour and all that, and I'm like very torn between these two, these two, you know, universities, like what, can, like, can you help me out on that front? And for someone that's done the research and like, you know, add value to like both universities and like really like dug deep, like who are you more willing to help out? You yeah. definitely are going to help the guy that's trying to push his car. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that really reflects as well in your actual pitch video. It's you said you had mentioned that you listened to our previous or not previous two episodes ago. It doesn't matter when I edit this, publish it. Our episode with Wes KO, she has this segment or this blog post about how to get an enthusiastic yes. And you know, it's not about with every line that you write in an email or a pitch or a tweet, it's at the back of your mind. Like, what can I say to make this person want to say yes? Not, and the more it's about you and you and you, it's like they're less and less interested versus you, demonstrating the research you've done on them, the campus tour, the book of theirs that you've read, the video that they made 10 years ago that you remember, all of that is more likely to catch someone's attention. And I, this is another part of this conversation that we've really been light on is you have, when you're applying to 100 Thieves, you have in your entire pitch video, actual relevant experience, you know, in that space from your previous experiences and other internships you've had and your knowledge about the sector and skills that are relevant to the position you want to have. Those are examples of 
I'm not going to come here and you're going to have to teach me everything I need to do to start being a productive team member. It's I'm going to show up day one and hopefully be adding value in tangible, measurable ways. And that makes a big difference too. And when you go on someone's Twitter and respond in a way that adds to the ideas being generated or create something useful to the tweet and the conversation, that's more interesting than just, this is awesome. I'm a fan, you know? So. Exactly. Exactly. No, you put it, put it in a great way. Um, like there, as public figures on Twitter, or I don't even know if I want to call them public figures, but people that have like influence and have a fall on Twitter, like th- there's bound to be a bunch of fans, right. That obviously want to get the attention of, of people. Right. But if you're not doing anything to add value, like what, like there, there's just too many people out there. And even if there's one person that wants to help everybody, right. They physically can't, they have a day job, they have a Twitter to manage, right. They have a, whatever else they have in their life going on. Right. But if you've done that, like extra, your due diligence at least, and a little bit more, and then you do reach out, right. It's, it's so much more likely for them to say yes. And to that point as well, right. Like another, another, I guess not tip or like thing that I want to do or have been doing more is that, once you connect with one of these people, like you get that yes, you get get on the phone call, you have a productive conversation, right? And like, you know, like like things are things are magic made. And you have that connection in your network, right? I think a big thing that we like people like us can do early in our career when we don't have too much like insane value to offer, like like based off of our skills or like things that we can do for a company, is just to connect people that we've met with other people, right? So let's say like I talk to some like exec in gaming that that is trying to get into like the, I don't know, clothing space or something like that, right? And like I end up, I, I just know two people, one person in the gaming space and one person in the clothing space. And like I, I, I've talked to them on Twitter by like saying like, hey, you guys should meet and connect and just and, and just put link them together. Zach likes to call this, this, yeah, relationship brokering, dot connecting, whatever. You're coming from a place of like, hey, I want to add value to both of you, right? And it's all good intentions. And when you see that like relationship and you know, they're going to be good friends or like, you know, something productive is going to happen there. Why would you not connect them? Right. And you, you get nothing in return immediately. And you shouldn't think of it like that, but to connect two people. And if they have a productive, productive conversation to hit off and whatever end, ends up happening, technically both of them like, owe you, you know what I mean? Technically both of them like see you like saying like, Hey, wow, this, this guy helped me build this relationship. That's awesome. Right. You're adding value to their lives for doing literally nothing at all. Right. Just putting them in a group chat and saying like, yo, you guys should be. And then, and then whatever happens, happens. Right. Like not a hundred percent of the time, something will happen. Right. But it all comes from, from like good value and it all comes from you like trying to uh, help others. And if something magical happens, that's like awesome. So. Yeah, that's great. I, I love the way you think about that. And again, there's, if you're creative, you can find ways to add value. And if you don't have a skill set or an audience of your own, but you have, Two people that might have something in common. Dot connecting, as you put it, is a great way to find that value add. Uh, I want to transition now to what we call the bonus round, rapid fire questions. I know gave you some of these in advance, but I didn't give you the order. So that's <laughs> that's what keeps it interesting. You mentioned to us that you're a big basketball guy. All-time dream team, five starting line. Starting line, is that Bro. a term for basketball? I think starting yeah. lineup. Yeah. Lineup. Starting lineup, man. That, that's, that's tough. I'll, I'll gonna... go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You this go was first, one of my right? early tweets. Shaq's all five. Okay. Shaq, 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 and Shaq. I love it. That's Most a thirty-five foot lineup. That that is a that is a power that is a powerhouse right there. Imagine facing five Shaq. They can just form a wall. And you can you can get through that. Literally. So that is that is funny. But my my five all time. Oh man, 
obviously LeBron and Jordan are in there. I think I'd probably put LeBron at point. Interesting. LeBron at point, Jordan at shooting guard, or small forward. That that'd be a small man. It's it's hard not to put Kobe in there, but and I, I want and and I probably will put him in there. Oh man. So you got LeBron, Kobe, Jordan. <laughs> like he doesn't want to say Shaq. <laughs> I took I Shaq, Shaq five times. There's there's no more than five Shaqs allowed, and it's all five of my Shaqs. And remember, this team has to be able to be competitive against the all Shaq squad that I've <laughs> And I take Kareem. Okay. And I need a power forward. Got to go with the man, Larry Bird. Right. Come on. Mm. <laughs> probably, probably Duncan. Okay, yeah. Because Duncan's a winner, you know? That's true, man. That's a tough. That, like, I'm, then I'm leaving out like Magic Johnson and like Larry Bird, right? And and that's that's tough, right? I don't have a pure guard, but I think LeBron is just so versatile. He can play whatever position he wants, and man, he's just the greatest athlete of a generation. And it's like, like to have him that point would be insane, you know? Absolutely. Just a, just a, how tall is he? Like six nine or six eight? Six, like eight. point guard most athletic you know one of the most athletic guys in the game to, to run as a point guard that that'd be that'd be nuts he can and do it all the, he led the league in assists last year i think right or right something. and to have two of the greatest scorers on your team and kobe and jordan and also you know just insane big men you have a winner in duncan and you know obviously most points ever in the league and six rings and, and all that and i'm still taking the all shot <laughs> man <laughs> but, um, yo Next question video, here. Threes, man. He, 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 can, he can play whatever he wants now. He can do that. He's, he's a doctor. Be. He's a DJ. He's an entrepreneur. He's a rapper, man. He's everything now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, if you'd met Shaq, I'm sure he'd be the answer to, to this question. But oh, if I met Shaq and he asked me that question, I, I, I'd definitely say Shaq. I didn't want to. Who's the most interesting enough. person that you've ever met? <sighs> the most interesting person I've ever met. Why, why don't you guys go first? My sister's pretty interesting. <laughs> she ran a a, oh, um, a preschool for homeless children in Hawaii. No way. She was the caseworker for all the families. And so, yeah, she's not going to listen to this. But if she was, she'd probably be smiling right now. She's Alicia, clipping it, clip it and send her. <laughs> no, she's that, gonna that, that's, that, that's her test. She has to find it on her own. That's amazing. Obviously, I think some of the most interesting people are people that I've met in the last six months. And I don't want to have a bailout and say like one of the yesterday guys or like, <laughs> or like, like you know, Alex, you know. <laughs> Alex, man. And I think it actually might be Alex, honestly, like his story is, is just insane. Right. To do that all. I know we're plugging the third door here again, but to do that all in, in three years from someone that was a med student realizing he wanted to do med and then had zero business experience and end up doing all that from not knowing where to go is just insane right and he's only getting started so that's true he is only getting started it's i didn't think about that like the dude's like i don't think he's even 30 yeah and from that i think he's trying to write another book again and man i I just can't wait for that one so yeah (laughs) i like i don't think that's a fair answer for sure i think (laughs) that if i had met him i'd probably say he'd be in the running for sure yeah yeah but to a little side point, man, like I just I just love stories and I love hearing stories of people, right? And it's it doesn't have to do with anything about gaming or anything that I like, but I think the whole world is built on stories and I, I wanna I kinda wanna live like my life like that, right? Just like 
optimized for like cool stories, right? And Alex is a person with really cool stories, right? And and storytelling is such an amazing skill. He's such a good good person, like guy at that. And that's something that I want to build, whether if it's for a personal, just telling stories to my friends or like, you know, like to build my career or to build an audience and to tell stories on YouTube and Twitter on whatever platform. I think our world is built on stories and he's a guy that has a lot of stories. I think that you would like a um, little side note, Jesse Itzler. He talks yeah. a lot about building your life resume and like, it's kind of uh, the same thing. Uh, it's like, you want to be able to tell yourself a really cool story. So go do, do really cool things. That's Jesse right there. There you go. Lewis has got a book on him. Lewis always pulls out books on camera. He spent uh, a month with David Goggins and a month with, with monks and wrote a book about both of them. Okay. Next question here. What LeBron fact- James said it was hilarious. So, Oh yeah. Dream that, team that approves. Blurbs. There we go. I did not know <laughs> that LeBron James gives blurbs, but apparently he does. And he found a living with the seal by Jess Lee. Big bouch, baby. That's a big bouch. Yeah, for sure. Big guy. Clout. Yeah. Can I say next question? All time. What's that? Say that again. Favorite COD game of all time. What's Call of Duty for Man. the uninitiated? That's, uh, that's either Modern Warfare 2, which is my first Call of Duty that I started on. And the OG in like, you know, the golden days or Black Ops 2 when I, and I think that was the era that I ended up playing the most. So for those that don't know, like Black Ops 2 is when like competitive Call of Duty really took off. And honestly, that's like the, the, the time when I really started watching like Nate Shot and like the, the pro Call of Duty scene, like heavily. So those are both just, just great games. And even the Call of Duty right now, like I stopped playing Call of Duty after like Black Ops 2, which is like, what, I don't even know how many years, like eight years ago, six years ago, but jumped back into it this year obviously with quarantine and like call of duty has become like super relevant again and part of pop culture like you see a lot of like the stars star basketball players playing it celebrities playing it and stuff um people streaming it and like it's hitting like all-time numbers again and in terms of like watch time and even like sales for for the new game and it's great to see because it's i've grown up on this game awesome uh question i have for you uh, the creator space in general you said you want to shout out some creators you think are on the come up right now and about to hit the next round of inflection points from their career and some, some reasons as to why that might be. Uh, and I was just yeah. going to give you a chance to explain some of your predictions on that real quick. Yeah. So I have a couple in like the gaming Call of Duty scene, but like we'll call it one... fantasy YouTube. Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to give a huge, Instead of fantasy you know, football, Kyle, like fantasy <laughs> YouTube. A huge look out on this one guy. Um, he gets it now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I always I love a great underdog story and I love a great like come up story and and I think everybody just even in like music and like sports it's just like oh I was there before he hit like one mil I was there before he became famous I listened to this rapper before he blew up and became mainstream you know blah 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 right this is one guy that's actually blowing up right now but still not like he should be at one mil plus um, easily right now but this guy named Eric like spelled like air and then rack on on YouTube his name's like Eric. But I'm gonna try to summarize, summarize this like as easily as possible. But his story is insane. Pretty much, he's making videos on YouTube. Pretty good videos, right? Like they're fun, good fun. Like sneaking into places and doing doing like funny stuff with his friends, all that jazz. And then he won a job with Logan Paul. So he ends up thinking of this idea as like, okay, I'm gonna sneak into the Jake Paul fight. I don't know who's fighting at the time. I think Gib. And I'm gonna pretend to be the zone reporter. And I'm going to go to Logan, be like, yo, can we get an interview? And then like pitch him like my YouTube and pitch him like, yo, like, like this is why you should hire me for a job. So he ends up doing that. 
goes to Logan, but halfway through the interview, Logan's like, you're not actually the zone reporter, are you? He's like, yeah, I'm not. Here, here's why I'm here. And Logan's like, wow, that's impressive. Um, like, let me take down your info and we'll talk. Pretty much Logan ghosts him, doesn't doesn't get back to him. And then and then this guy's like, okay, no, like, like we're making this happen, right? So he sneaks in a damn Blitzerian party because he knows uh, freaking Logan's going to be there. He's like from Atlanta, but he flew out back to LA just to make this happen. Um, sneaks in the damn Blitzerian party, sees Logan there. Logan's like, what the heck are you doing here, right? He's like, yo, I'm just like, I'm trying to get a job, bro. Like, what's up? I'm trying to join the Maverick team. Logan's like, wow, that's impressive. I will speak after the party because this is a party right now. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so Logan doesn't get back to him again. And then this guy's like, okay, we're making this happen, though. We're making this happen for sure. And all, at the same time, he's posting this all on YouTube, right? He's trying to make this all happen. Uh, and he's creating a great audience of, like, literally him trolling Logan Paul. Um, or not trolling, but, like, it, it kind of looks like trolling. So he listens to the Impulsive podcast, finds out that Logan's trying to sell, like, his couch. This, it's, like, super expensive couch. Uh, it's, like, 90 grand, right? And Mercedes-Benz couches, right? And he finds a listing for it. So he ends up pitching a company on this brand deal by saying, like, hey, you give me this money to sponsor my video and I'm going to go buy Logan Paul's couch. Right. And I'm going to show up at his house and I'm going to be like, Hey, you ready to take a meeting with me or what? Like, like I'm hustling out here. Right. So that's exactly what he does. He goes to the listing of Logan Paul, um, like talks the price down to like, I think 20 grand or something. And then he's like, okay, I'm ready to buy. Right. And then he pulls up in a truck to Logan's house, like his mansion. Right. And he like steps out. Right. And Logan's like, what? Right? He's like, this does not make sense, right? This does not make sense. What is going on right now? He's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just here to buy a couch. Like, what are you talking about, right? So long story short, he gets a meeting with Logan, right? And then, and I don't know what, what came from it, but ever since he bought the couch, he ended up getting a lot of collabs with like big YouTubers, like, I don't know, Jake Paul, Face Rug. I don't know who else he's collabed with. I think he's talked to yesterday a bit, just doing stuff, right? And he, from that, like, like, it's like, it's crazy because it's like, I think I hustle. I think a lot of my friends hustle, but that is literally like, if that's not hustling, what is, right? And through that, he got boiled credibility from from like doing all that stuff with Logan. And I guess like, I don't know if he's working for his team or not right now, but he got a lot of collabs with like Logan and his, and his extended network. And now he's on his way to just making content and like just blowing up on YouTube, just based off this like one insane, insane story and rightfully so, right? And he's gotten mentorship from, you know, insane YouTubers and stuff. And now he's just making uh, insane content from YouTube and reinvesting all this money that he's made. So I just love that story so much because A, he's super underrated and he, he's blown up, but he hasn't blown up enough. So I just want to see where this whole story pans out and B, and, and B it's just super relatable because it's like, it's this guy that literally when he, before he reached out to Logan Paul, he was at like 1.5K subscribers, like something small. And like through that whole story and journey, he's blown up to like 500k right now, and he's just getting started. So, it's it's like I, that, that, I don't know if that's what I want to do, like become a consecrator, but like this like the principle itself of like turning nothing into something is just it, it's it's like it's such an amazing story to me. And man, I think I think this guy's this guy's up next, man. This guy's up next. We'll have to shoot him a cold email. Just shout to, out that guy. Sh- Definitely shoot shoot shot. Shot. Huge, huge vouch, huge shout out. You don't even know who I am, but like he, like man, it's 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 great, man. It's great. Like he he has an ama- amazing, amazing story. And that third and, door um, is real. Yeah, he embodies the third door principle right there. Uh, if if that isn't, then I don't know what is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, appreciate that answer. I'm gonna give you one last question. Any yeah. parting advice? Any last takeaways from this journey and story? And last couple of turbulent, exciting months of your life just to leave the listeners with? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Call to action so, maybe even? Yeah, like, look, 
I haven't, I'm just getting started in my career, right? Like I haven't literally, I have all these things that I want to do, but I haven't like the journey's just starting. Right. But I think the biggest thing right now, like for, for uh, people just starting on in the career is optimize for people. Right. I think one of my mentors say that like people are the ROI of life. And I genuinely believe that. Right. Like, um, That's sick as a business student, right? Like you have so many opportunities to come out right now and like get a decent paying job or a high paying job. Right. But like, no, is that really what you want to do? Like this early on your career, like just, just get locked up into like a job that, you know, like could pay, pay a lot really well, but is it really optimizing you for your learning, for your network? And, um, I hope that everybody thinks that way. Cause uh, that, that's certainly how I think. Right. And like people that you meet right now, early on your journey and, and to see like some, some person that's super young and trying to make something happen it's it's just it, it, there's no better time to take risks and and like you know do that right now so i just think right now like i'm a huge person on twitter every single day i'm still still trying to reach out and like talk to people that that, that are i guess way out of my league for lack of a better term and through all of that i think i i hopefully i can manifest like an, an insane opportunity that that is hidden and that isn't like you know a job that's published on like a website right now and i think very early on in people's careers people should just optimize for meeting cool people because you don't know what could come of it um down the line so to summarize that. that man just just you know meet cool people try to add value to uh, to people that you look up with and roll along with that because you don't know what's going to happen well this has been super fun i'm super glad you said yes when we reached out to you loved watching your videos that i've got to talk to this guy and hear the whole story the hustle and the energy is contagious I'm glad to be on your twitter hope hope we stay in touch next couple of years see all the exciting opportunities that you create for yourself man. and what comes out of it i'm uh, so excited wonder- to see what you guys take with this man and and like right back at you guys like like this is literally the embodiment of of like reaching out to people and trying to like add value to them this is a such a huge value add like you you allow people to come on here and tell their story right and you guys aren't asking for much in exchange right but you're meeting so much people through this process and you're adding value to them like you can connect people now with with this platform you can use this platform to you know just share people's stories and and maybe when opportunities come back uh, down the line with these people like they, you guys might be the first people that they think uh they think of or reach out to because you've added value to them um in the past right so I love what you guys are doing. It's safe. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thanks, man. It. It's been great. And that wraps up our conversation with Ivan. That was a really cool to hear him talk about Yes Theory and, and what that experience was like, as well as to kind of pick his brain on on Twitter and you know adding value to others and, and using adding value to others' lives to to make your own life better. What do you think, Liz? Yeah, I mean, you're completely forgetting the piece where he met Alex Benayan, You know. It was like episode four or five of this podcast where you're like, this little book by Alex Benet and it's so sick. You should read it, Lewis. I did. We've talked about it a lot and we brought someone on the show who actually uh, was helped by Alex Benet and to use a custom third door strategy to get a dream job. So super exciting experience for us just to be, uh, you know, one node closer in that network to eventually maybe meeting Alex one day. Uh, but Ivan was awesome. Super fun guy. Love his energy. Love his enthusiasm. Love the way he thinks about solving these problems and being willing to go big uh, to go after what he wants. If you all enjoyed this conversation and want to support the show, the number one most important thing for you to do to help us out is to leave a rating or a view on iTunes. That's the most significant factor by far in terms of getting the show to reach new people, looking more credible so that potential guests say yes. Uh, it's bar none the most helpful thing that you can do for us. 
Otherwise, if you want to keep in touch with us, we're reachable on social media at Lewis Kyle Show or something pretty pretty similar on just about every platform. You could also find Kyle or I individually using our names, which hopefully you can figure out. Anyway, thank you for listening. We'll see you all in another week with the next episode. Stay safe. Bye.